I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Ginger Running Live broadcast. I am thrilled to be here tonight um, asking your questions to Carla Molinero. Woo! The fastest woman to run from Land's End to John O'Groats. Um, fresh out of the first, or was it the second lockdown in July 2020, she completed this 1,327 kilometres run in 12 days and 30 minutes. Congratulations, Carla. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And um, so, yeah, we'll be hearing about the highs and lows of this incredible achievement. And plus, you can be coached by Carla because she runs SCY for Runners, which is Strength, Conditioning and Yoga, which is an online community to help runners like me and you get faster, get more efficient and run further without injury, which is really, really important. So we'll be getting some super good tips a little later into the show. So stay tuned. So welcome to the show, Carla. Thank you so much for giving up your time this evening. Um, what are have you been up to today? Um, well, I'm actually out in America, so my day has about halfway through. I went for a run with a friend this morning, and then we've actually just finished an SCY physio Q&A session. Awesome. Yeah, so helping people with all their injuries, then, you said just now. Yeah, we try and have it as like a, a triage thing, so if anyone has any niggles, we can get to them before they actually become problems. Awesome. It sounds really great, the SCY, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later on. So hopefully um, loads of people from this live broadcast will want to join you in that because it sounds amazing. Um, but first of all, I just want to ask you a few questions about Le Jog. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just intrigued. Like, why did you si decide to do to do it um, in 2020? Because just after we were allowed out, wasn't it? So, had you been training for it during lockdown, or what was the um, yeah? What what made you do it? I guess the catalyst to doing it was because of lockdown. Like, as COVID kind of started, I guess in the beginning we didn't really know what was happening, but what we did know is that races were getting cancelled. And all of the big races I had planned for that year suddenly weren't happening anymore. So I kind of saw it as a perfect opportunity to do a bit of a project instead of focusing on a race. Uh -huh. So because that happened, I then started to train for it in the beginning of April, end of March 2020, and then did it in July. Yes. So when you were training for it, did you know that you'd be allowed to go and do it? Or was it just like, oh, well, I'll train for it. And then if I'm allowed to go and do it, then I will. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a risk because we had done all the planning. I had just picked some dates out of the air because I thought I'd really like to finish doing the run on my birthday. Oh, I nice. Good idea. And that was literally the only logic to <laughs> the dates that we picked. And we were just really, really lucky that the lockdown restrictions got lifted the week that we were starting the run. I think it was the world wanting me to go and run really far. <laughs> yeah, indeed, definitely. And amazingly, you broke the record. And I thought I was just reading your report of it from your um, your amazing website. And I just thought it was so lovely that your parents came to visit you at the end. And also, you had some you had some help, didn't you? From uh, Sharon Gator came out to say hello to you. She's the previous record holder, and also Angela, the oldest lady to complete. She came to see you finish as well. I just thought that was really really cool like handing the baton over yeah I think that's what's really special about ultra running like the whole community kind of gets involved and I had so many people join me along the way which was yeah really special and cool to have people like Sharon and Angela join as well yeah that's it's really cool and um, there was one friend that drove two hours to give you a cupcake was that right yeah, she literally uh, yeah, drove two hours, found me on this road, was like, here's a cake. I'm like, do you want to run for a bit? She's like, no, I've got to go back to work and turned around. <laughs> back. I'm like, you're actually a legend. And it was the best cupcake I've ever had in my life. Wow, <laughs> that's so cool, isn't it? Running really does bring the best out in people, doesn't it? Um, but was there any, like, uh, I want to talk to you a bit about the highs and lows of that event. Um, was there a real low point where you suddenly thought, oh, I don't know if I can actually do this? Do you, do you ever fear to find that in your adventures? I never had a point where I thought I couldn't do it, but I had a low point every day. So for me, every day at about 5pm, at that point, I'd been running for 12 hours or had been awake for 12 hours. And I just found I was pretty much over it. And I still had about, an, we were going until 10 o'clock at night. So by 5 p.m., I just, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to think about anything. All I wanted to do was just keep moving forward. And I think I'd normally have a little cry for about three minutes. I would just sit there and like, cry. And then I'd be like, okay, right, let's, let's go. go. And it was just release of like, I don't know, I guess the build up of the day. Um, but yeah, that that cry and not speaking to anyone pretty much <laughs> in the evening was was like the low point in my day and it was really interesting because another guy Dan he did it a couple of weeks after me and his low point was at the start of every day oh, and was okay. kind of opposite to what I was oh that's interesting oh yeah Dan um from uh the rerun clothing Dan Lawson yeah oh yeah he's a lovely guy isn't he I saw him as well at the show um oh okay so that's interesting so um yeah what what made you carry on then whilst you were uh, just crying for three minutes did you just know oh I'll just get this out of my system and it'll be okay yeah it just felt like I just needed to like release this I don't know it was just almost like pressure, like you just needed to, you know when you just need to just have a cry and then yeah. you're like, all right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh no, that's really refreshing to hear that actually. And were you, so you weren't getting very much sleep then I'm guessing with the 12, <laughs> 12 days business? No, we pretty much, I'd get into bed at about 11 o'clock at night and then we would wake up at 4 a.m. to start the next day. Oh, but goodness. I wasn't sleeping, like it, 
doing multi-day stuff it is so painful you lie in bed and every time you turn it's excruciating so even though you're in bed you're not actually sleeping just sort of resting yeah and all you want to do is sleep but it's too painful oh it sounds awful so like that's the lows but like did you actually enjoy it like were there some highs it it sounds like a nightmare (laughs) I think I enjoyed it looking back like at the time something like that when you're going after a record it is relentless and it just I just had to keep on moving forward and keep this forward momentum and there were fun bits in it like especially when I got to see all of the crew like everyone would have a laugh and and it was fun to be part of that but actually you weren't in that environment that often it was just little snippets um throughout the day so actually most of it was rubbish but when you look back having you know my family with that my friends with that having people come and join you um it was actually really nice but you only realize that once you caught up on your sleep and you can look back at the project <laughs> yeah so like i think a lot of people call it type two fun don't they that kind of fun <laughs> Yeah, um, and I'm quite interested in, in your gear. Like, um, did you go through quite a few pairs of shoes running that far? Yeah, no, I just had two pairs of shoes. Oh. So I had one for the morning and one for the afternoon. Um, I had one pair for the first day, but then my feet started to swell. So then I went to like an extra wide shoe, which yeah. we knew would happen anyway. Um, and then, yeah, just rotated those shoes. And on any days that it ra- rained, I would swap them a little bit more to try and keep my feet as dry as yeah. possible. Oh, so you swapped them like during the day. I was imagining like you'd run for five days in one pair and then like change to a fresh pair. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. so I did like the morning in one and then the afternoon in another just to try and like almost give the foam a yeah. bit to like relax again. Yeah, and freshen up and like re-give you that bounce. Okay, yeah. oh, that's really interesting. And so um, you run for Hoka, obviously. Do you, have you got a favorite pair of shoes from them that you that really suits you for this um, ultra running? Yeah, for that, I use the Clifton 7s, um, which are just a really comfortable shoe. Um, they, they've got a lot of cushioning and I pretty much actually do most of my mileage in those um, still now. They do have a different shoe now called the Bondi Carbon X, which I do think if I did something again, that would actually be a better shoe because again, it has even more cushioning Yeah, and a carbon. Yeah, so, a bit of a spring in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I was just reading through your website earlier very impressive everybody check it out um i think it's just carlamolinero.com is that right yeah yeah um i I really like all the other fantastic adventures that you've done as well because le jog i'm presuming was mainly on road um Mm -hmm. but you do love to do some trail adventures as well don't you um so um like there's the utmb uh there's the three peaks which was an interesting one um and london to paris which i presume was on roads again but i really like the fact that you talk a lot about croissants um and i liked your instagram lately because you've been talking a lot about ice creams so definitely uh woman after my own heart um and you talk a lot about like braving inclement weather as well so you've definitely like had everything thrown at you weather wise um and i thought it was quite amusing how you keep conning this poor guy called matt to come on all these crazy adventures with you as well (laughs) 
like, oh, I've just dragged Matt along. Like, <laughs> Matt's just working. <laughs> he doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, you think he would have learned to say no by now, but he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, he obviously really enjoys it. Um, <clears throat> but um, I just, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the UTMB because I really want to do the UTMB at some point. Like, not the actual race. That sounds like an absolute like nightmare to me um but you did it in four days i'm thinking of doing it in like six at some point in my life um so yeah what what was the best thing about the utmb for you because it just it sounds stunning yeah so the the tour of mont blanc is basically oh yeah it's about a hundred route goes around mont blanc starting well you can start anywhere but i started in chamonix in france and then you go through italy and switzerland and then come back round to france again and it is like the best thing that I've ever done. Like I've done it twice oh, and wow. I've done like the CCC race, which is half of the route. And I am completely with you there. Like I actually didn't enjoy the racing part of it. Oh, really? Uh, and I liked taking it a little bit slower, like France and um, Switzerland and Italy, like that whole area is really designed for fast packing or walking adventures where they've got these like mountain huts along the way where you can stay in either dorm style or you can pay a bit more to have your own room. And you get like amazing food, like three course meals, really good breakfast. You can ask for a packed lunch so you can take food with you for the next day. and. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, and I think doing it a bit slower than what you would in the race, you can actually enjoy the views and, you know, take the time to come to the summit of a coal and, you know, take pictures and swim in a river yeah. and <laughs> that type of thing. And I think if anyone likes fast packing, mountain adventures, like the Tour of Mont Blanc is a really good place to start because as well the whole route is signposted and yeah. it's actually not very technical um i've done it a couple of times now and i think most people who've got like a decent level of fitness would be fine doing it yeah and yeah amazing yeah it just sound it does sound amazing and the photos just look incredible um <clears throat> have you got any desire to run the race itself like i know it takes a lot to get all the points and everything but is that kind of mm. thing on your radar at all or do you prefer to just do some things slowly and take lots of nice photos like me <laughs> yeah i found the race so ccc i found it frustrating when i race i want to race and i want to run hard and yeah. i found in ccc you have to walk so much of it and it just annoyed me because i don't live in the mountains i don't have like the leg strength to go up the hills really quickly so i just got irritated that i'm walking up these hills and literally everyone's overtaking me and then on the running bits i could catch everyone up again and <laughs> take me but when you're doing a fast packing slower adventure actually that doesn't matter so i think i kind of found last year that if I'm racing, I want to be able to race and do it fast. And if I'm going on an adventure, that's when I want to take it slow. So I don't think the UTMB race is for me. Um, although I did get massive FOMO in January when everyone was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> 
season? And I'm like, should I have entered? And I'm like, trying to remember. I'm like, no, you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I know. It's, it's really, it, did you spend any time at the finish line when you were at the CCC, seeing all the so UTMB good. people come in? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you've got the opportunity to go to Chamonix in that week, go, because yeah. it is incredible yeah it's such an atmosphere isn't it and like I know point blank I do not want to run 100 miles in one go through the mountains I definitely want to take it slowly like you said but just seeing people coming over that finish line makes me think even I want to do it so yeah yeah, it's really contagious isn't it yeah it is a dangerous week to go there because you will sign up yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah or you'll sign up to like all 50 50 million ultras that you've got to do beforehand (laughs) to to actually get in Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay well that's that's really cool one day I hope to do that as well and the fact that you've done it twice just makes me want to do it even more because I know that you thought it was amazing um but I really want to talk to you today about the strength side of your work because um like when we met at the national running show you did say that you thought the strength work that you did regularly was a really important factor in your success in these achievements um and i just i've been since talking to you at the show i have been actually doing strength and conditioning work i've never i've worked in the running industry for like 17 years now and every you know top coach top athlete go you say what's the one thing that you do and that they say start slowly in a race and do strength work and i've literally never listened to any of them but for some reason i've listened to you I'm doing strength work like a couple of you know I did five minutes earlier today before picking Finley up from nursery and I filmed it and I'm going to put it on Instagram tomorrow to show you that I actually did it and to prove to you that I did it um but basically um I I just wanted to know from you why strength work is so important for runners and why don't we do it yeah I think like why don't we do it I find really interesting because I've had so many runners come to me like when they're injured and when they have niggles and they can't run, they're like distraught and, you know, it's like their world is ended. But and then they'll do the rehab to get better. Mm. But as soon as they're better again, you know, they'll just stop doing strength where if they just did a little bit of strength, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit every week and be consistent in it, you're gonna keep those niggles away and you're gonna be able to keep on running, you know, longer without getting injured. So for me, it's a bit baffling, but you can literally do something to stop you getting injured. So I don't know why we're in this like backward circle of it. And for me, I find it really beneficial, like, two main reasons one i think doing like the strength conditioning yoga stuff gives you an awareness of your body so when we're running we're doing everything in one plane of of motion and with like the scy stuff that i do we move in different ways and i think sometimes you're like oh actually when i move that way that muscle's a little bit tight or that feels a little bit weird and it can make you actually fix it before it becomes a problem because it gives you that awareness of how your body moves and where things are tight and where things are a little bit sore or even like well actually I think I need a sports massage because all doing that exercise my shins are a little bit tight so having that body awareness and then just making you stronger you know again when we're running everything is in one movement and when we run everything is done on one leg so 
doing strength stuff where we like fire up all those little muscles in our feet and do a lot of single leg work um, would just make you stronger and make you run better. And it doesn't, I think a lot of people are intimidated by it because you don't know where to start. It can be a little bit overwhelming. You're like, oh my God, like, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also they think that they have to do loads and you don't. Like I do with everyone in my group, we do 30 minutes of strength and 30 minutes of yoga a week. You can break that up like you did into five minute chunks, a little bit every day, or you can do it in one go. And I really don't think you need to do a lot, a lot more than that if you're consistent and you just do it every week. Yeah. So I was just going to say that was going to be my next question. How long should you do it for and how often? So like you could even just do 10 minutes a day, couldn't you? I mean, who doesn't have 10 minutes in their day? Like you've got to sort your life out if you haven't got 10 minutes in your day to focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So with the strength and conditioning, we typically do three rounds of the exercises. So I say to everyone, either you do it all in one go, that's your 30 minutes, it's done. Normally bolt it onto the back of a run. So have all your equipment there, go for your run, come back and do it. So you don't have time to procrastinate and get out of it. Yeah. Or break it down into three rounds and do one on a Monday, one on a Wednesday, one on a Friday. That's 10 minutes each. And that's, I think, really manageable to fit that into your week. Yeah, yeah. I was always told that you should do the strength work before your run because otherwise you might be tired and do your strength work like wrong or recruit the wrong muscles or recruit tired muscles or something. Um, what are your thoughts on that? So I think everyone's a little bit different and you've got to kind of play around a little bit. I tend to do it on my easy days and after a run, um, mainly because I'm then warm my muscles are ready and I can go into a strength session. Um, Some people might tend to do it on days where they have their interval sessions, so they keep their hard days hard. But in that case, you would always do intervals first and your strength afterwards, just because otherwise your muscles, your legs are gonna be so tired going into an interval session. That one's gonna be a little bit rubbish where you can focus more on your form and slow things down in a strength session. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, and some people do prefer to do it before an easy run, so you are activating your muscles um, and getting yourself ready. And I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think just play around with it and figure out what works for you. If you feel like it activates everything and makes you run better before, if you do it afterwards, if you want it on a hard day to make everything hard, I don't think it really matches that much. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it on my day when I don't run, like run Tuesdays, Thursdays, do strength on a Wednesday. I've just found a circuits class on a Wednesday that I can do after dropping Finley off from nursery. So that sounds like a good idea to me. Um, And I've I've got um, a couple of questions from my patrons. Um, Patrons are the people that support Wild Ginger Running YouTube channel. So um, they get priority um, questioning. Um, uh, First of all, I do want to read out this comment from Hannah, who is a big fan of yours already. So just to to make you feel happy, um, Hannah Neal says, I've actually joined Carla's SCY in the hope that paying for it makes me do it. Um, because I'm a bit hit and miss, but it's better than nothing. Um, uh, she struggles to find the time, like um, another patron, Jenny, who I'll ask you a question about in a minute. Um, 
and she's got this big race, the Spine Challenger coming up, so that's scaring her into doing more. And she says she often ends up doing a session in the front room in front of her kids and they laugh at her balance <laughs> um, because there's a lot of single leg stuff, like you were saying. So she says she's, she's sure she'll improve if she keeps at it. Um, but yeah, I just thought we should give um, Hannah a round of applause for doing it in front of her kids because that sounds embarrassing. <laughs> well done, Hannah. <laughs> Anna and yeah you know you do wobble and fall but we all wobble and fall and the only way to get better is to practice exactly exactly and a little bit later on I'll just ask you like the, your top three like most vital moves um, but before that I just want to ask Jenny's question um, she wants to know how to fit strength training into a busy life um, she's got work family running um, she just struggles to make it a priority because whenever she gets some precious free time she just wants to run um, so I suppose you've answered that question sort of beforehand but what would you say to to Jenny personally yeah, so either bolting it onto a run. So, you know, I think if your run, one of your easy runs is 40 minutes, you know, maybe take that run down a little bit if time is a struggle and make it a 20 minute run and then do 20 minutes of strength on the end. So, yes, you're still getting a little bit of that run in. So you're getting those running endorphins, which we all love and that bit of fresh air and then a little bit of strength um, in there as well. Or yeah, breaking it down into three little chunks where you just do a little bit um, every day or five minutes in the morning before you start. I think also like looking at your time in a week and figuring out how much free time you have. If you sit down and plan it a little bit, you often have more time than you think you might have. And if you put it in a diary and commit to a time to doing it, I think you're more likely to do it. So like with the guys that I coach, if people need to move stuff around in a week, I always tell them to look at their program on a Sunday night or Monday morning, get everything on the right day because you're more likely to succeed. If you get to Friday and you're like, well, I haven't done my runs and I haven't done my strength because I was busy at work and I knew I was going to be busy. You're then trying to play catch up and strength is going to be the first thing to go. So almost, you know, set yourself up for success. Like at the beginning of the week, look at how much time you have and see when you can fit it in before you even get into your daily routine. Um, so that's what I do. I block out time in my diary for it. I have to, cause I've got to film, but <laughs> Yes, maybe people should film it and put it on Instagram. That's, that's made me do it today. Um, you know, I'm the same. Like, I'll move it in a week as well, and I'll be like, I'll wake up on a Monday and be like, oh, no, I'm a bit tired. Like, I don't want to do strength today. And I think that's fine as well. You know, you've got to listen to your body. And if you're not up for it, just move it to another day. It's, yeah. There's no rules. Yeah, and I think it's really great that you do the filming and you can watch you doing the films on uh, if you sign up to SCY because I find that the only way that I will do it, even if I go off piste, is to watch a YouTube film of, like, I, I train with Vert Run and they have all these, yeah. like, little free little strength and conditioning workouts and core workouts and everything, and I just put one of them on and you, you don't even have to really follow it. You just start off and you go, oh, yeah, oh, and then I could do this and then I could just, oh, just do a few press-ups and just... Um, just gets you started doesn't it so I really would urge everyone to sign up because it just you just need that motivation yeah um and so just going on from that I just 
wondered I, d- I don't want you to give too much away for free because we do want everyone to sign up but I just wondered if is that you know how you said earlier that um people just don't know where to start say that yeah. someone just wanted to start doing like say five minutes a day um what what I say your top three just vital most um yeah just like the best moves that runners can do um would you be able to give us a little sneak preview yeah I think some good ones that you could do you know are whilst you're brushing your teeth some single leg calf raises if you want to fit it in um in your daily life so single leg again is really good and doing them with a straight leg and a bent leg means you're going to get both of the muscles um in your calf working so that'd be one i think not strength but more like the yogury type stuff getting a golf ball and rolling out the bottom of your foot so Mm. like getting into the fascia of the bottom of your feet you know we spend all of our time running on our feet and actually we don't really do much for them so i think getting a ball in that it helps to loosen all those muscles up and then another i guess one of my favorite exercises at the moment is where you stand still you do a backward lunge and then you stand back up again to a high knee um so um i can show you so you almost <laughs> yeah you lunge backwards and then as you stand up you bring your leg to a high knee so awesome. you're getting a bit of lunge um quad strength in that and then also that balance as well as you come to a stand-up position awesome that's great thank you for the demonstration as well <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing that one. I'm going to be incorporating that one. Um, so would you grab a weight or anything like to do these, or, or is this just body weight only? I, you can choose. So like that's what we do with SCY. Like I, we give options of just using body weight, or or how you can incorporate a weight. So you could do that by adding a bit of resistance with the resistance band, um, and building up to as heavy a weight as you can manage um and you know sometimes in like the program as well you know some weeks i can do it with a weight and some weeks because my run volume's been like a bit too much i then move back and do it with the body weight because i'm a little bit tired and i don't think you should be scared to do that you know if you are tired you can take a step back and have that regression to do it body weight and the same time if you're feeling really good add some weights in there and you don't have to go and buy fancy weights you can get a backpack and throw some books in it or use some cans of beans or there's loads of stuff around the house yeah you can use. big dictionary those big yeah. dictionaries i often say to people just get some water and put them in your running pack because i mean to carry weight on your running pack where you would be carrying it in an ultra anyway is probably better than holding it here yeah yeah Cool. Um, we've got some questions on the live chat, actually. Um, so I might just read a few out and then we've got another patron question as well. Um, we've got people from all over the world watching tonight. I'll just read out a couple of comments um, just so that you can get a sense of the live viewers. Um, oh, I can't pronounce this person's name because they're from Ireland. <laughs> so if anybody knows how to pronounce this name, um, I'm going to make a total hash of it now. It's um, Beepin. <laughs> It's probably Siobhan or something. Hello from Ireland. Um, I'm really sorry for uh, completely um, um, 
pronouncing your name wrong, but there's a great question from this person. Um, um, they say, what about mobility? Um, is this something else that we should be doing? And like, how would you fit that in with your running and strength sessions? Yeah, so mobility is another big part of our pro. So my program is strength, conditioning and yoga. So the yoga is basically mobility. I've basically invented my yeah. own type of yoga, which is yoga for people that can't touch their toes. Me and Kim. <laughs> Actually, as a runner, like you need tension in your muscles and we don't want to be able to get our leg and wrap it around our head and like bounce. Oh, like, damn that's it. Not yeah. <laughs> that's actually the only thing bad. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you need mobility around the joints that you use. So yeah, we do 30 minutes of strength and 30 minutes of yoga slash mobility a week. And in that mobility session, you know, doing things like getting that ball and rolling out your feet, um, standing on one leg with your eyes closed, getting all those little muscles fired up in your in your feet and your legs, working a lot on balance, um, quad stretches, hip stretches, all that type of stuff. So yeah, I think that I think that they're interlinked. Um and I do think that you need a little bit of both um in your weekly routine. Yeah, so there's like the strength part, the balance part, and then like the flexibility type part. Um, yeah, and I suppose you work everything. Even if you're going to do a strength exercise, you're still working on your balance whilst you do that lunge, aren't you? So especially if you've got some weight on you. Um, yeah. Well, that is a great question. And um, this person, I, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, uh, um, but they've, they've put, um, it's pronounced Bavine. Um, so we've all learned something here today, uh, as well as the strength work. Bavine, that's mm. a lovely name. Um, that's cool. Okay, so thank you for your question, Bavine. Um, and uh, uh, there's a uh, Chris Williams is here in we Wet Wales, um, and also Richard, uh, who is watching from Portugal, which is exciting. Um, so he wants to know a bit more about calves and hamstrings. Um, and that just ties in with another question that we've got from a patron here that I'll just get up. So Emma Morton, she wanted to know what exercises would be good for her hamstrings. So um, I think she might be injured because she says she's tearing her hair out with inactivity and even her husband is keeping out of her way. So I think, I think we ought to answer this question with some urgency. Um, so um, yeah, sorry to hear that you're having some problems, Emma. Um, but yeah, what exercises are good for hamstrings? I, she doesn't say whether they're tight or or whether they're just injured. Um, but yeah, well, let's maybe we can just answer the question very generally. Yeah. So a couple of my favourite hamstring exercises at the moment. So one, you can either get a Swiss ball or a sofa. Um, you put your one of your legs um, up on it and you're lying down on the floor. And then if you raise your bum up, you're kind of in a glute bridge. But then if you raise and lower your hips, you're then working pretty much your whole posterior chain. So your hamstrings, your glutes, a little bit of your lower back. And that is a really great hamstring exercise. Probably start off with something static like a chair or a sofa to put your foot on and then move up to a Swiss ball um, because it's a little bit unstable so it makes it a little bit harder um, and the same with the Swiss ball you can place your feet on it and and roll it away and roll it back towards you 
And another great one is if you lie on the floor, if you get some like a tea towel or something, if you've got a slippy floor or if you've got a carpet, you can use like the shiny side of a cereal box. Put your feet on those, lift your hips up and then literally just move your feet forwards and backwards. Spoiler alert, it's in our strength and conditioning next month. (laughs) But it's a really good one to like activate your hamstrings um, and build a little bit of strength. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm really impressed with how you explained that without even having to do a demo. So the people on the podcast, which I'm going to make from this tomorrow, they'll be able to get that too. I'm going to be downstairs cutting up the ready break box like in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. It reminded me if you know, during lockdown when people were making fake treadmills by squeezing, um, like washing up liquid on the floor and then like holding onto the surface and doing that with their legs. That reminds me a little bit of that one. (laughs) A lie down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lying down version. Sounds even better. Um, And do you know what, right? If, if you, what, if you've got time to watch telly, like, you know, some of us, me I watch an hour of telly every night about that you know just after dinner then you've surely you've got time to do five minutes of this type of work you know five minutes to just stand there watching the telly on one leg or doing some car phrases surely you can do that let's all try and do this let's make a pact now together everyone um and we're all going to join um, Carla's class as well. Um, but um, we might have a few more questions coming in on the live. But just before, if, if anyone's got any more questions on the live, then do just type them in. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, um, do you, do you have a favourite exercise and a least favourite exercise yourself? Like, is there something you really dread doing? I hate the plank, personally. Um, I hate jumping lunges. Oh, a jumping lunge. Yeah. What's a jumping so you lunge? Like- literally you lunge and then you jump oh they're really hard yeah so you you lunge and they're just yes really hard yeah i can do about five of them and then i'm just like (gasps) and what's your favorite um i do just quite like a good squat i think it's a good (laughs) exercise it works so many muscles and you know from your core to your quads to your glutes to your hamstrings it kind of does everything yeah I've got an interesting question actually about squats and lunges so I did a strength workout and then the next day it was like a strength workout for runners then the next day I was really aching and I was like well clearly I used none of these muscles whilst running why am I why am I strengthening them um so yeah am I just being dim (laughs) So you will be using them when you're running, but when we're doing it in like strength and conditioning, you're going into a a bigger range of the movement. So, you know, when we land, when we run, we land on one leg, you go down a little bit and you push off. But when we squat in a gym, we're going all the way down through our full range of motion and engaging more of the muscle fibers. So by engaging more of them, we will get more of them fired up. So actually, when you go and run the next time, um, more will be recruited when you go and run. So that's also a good reason to do strength to recruit more muscle fibers. But yeah, don't be worried if the first couple of times that you do strength, you wake up and you feel like you've been attacked by a bat. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is like, and that like, it's called DOMS, like delayed set of muscle soreness. The more you do it, the better it gets, I promise. Yes, okay, 
Okay, I'll continue then. I was just like, but why am I exercising these muscles? I'm clearly not using them to run, so I don't need them at all. Let's just get rid of them. <laughs> but no, that makes total sense now. Um, and, um, and John Gardner agrees. He says that um, uh, the only thing that's helped him run injury-free is weight training. So, so yeah, we've, we've, the proof is in the pudding there. Thank you, John. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's just do some quick-fire questions to wake you up. Um, Beer or wine? Oh, neither. Oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> apple, sorry, apple juice. Apple juice, a good choice. So cider, cider for you. Um, <laughs> um, oh, this is going to be a hard one for you. Croissant or ice cream? Ah, if I'm in France, a croissant. In America at the moment, ice cream. Because everyone says that they can make croissants, but unless you're French, you can't. Oh, very good. <laughs> Agreed. Um, a road or trail for running? Oh, oh that's tough. Um, trail at the moment. Cool. That is the right answer for this channel. <laughs> well done. Um, book or audiobook? Book. Interesting also. So then podcast or TV? Oh, um bit of both. I can't choose both, can I? Uh, <laughs> no, you can have both. <laughs> um, Gogglebox or Gardener's World? Oh, uh, Gogglebox. <laughs> Yay, I love Gogglebox. <laughs> uh, those are all the quickfire questions I could think of. Um, but I, uh, that leads me to another question. Um, like, what do you do when you're not running? Do you have any other hobbies or does running consume your entire life? Um, it consumes quite a lot of it, but I do like to read. Um, so yeah, just read, but books that are like not related to running or sport at all. Like I like, you know, fiction, cool. random books, um, and yeah, movies and watching TV. I've, I'm just really sad that last night I finished Bridgerton and I've been second series. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, I haven't started it yet. I've been good and like gone to bed early. Um, I really want to watch it. I loved the first Bridgerton. It was amazing, wasn't it? And what yeah. what's the um, latest non-running book that you've read? Um, this is really bad. I can't actually remember what it's called because I read them on the Kindle and you forget what you're reading. But yeah, you haven't the got the cover, have you? Because yeah, so it doesn't stick in your mind as much. But one of the favourite books I've read in the past couple of months is a book called The Night Circus, which okay. is <laughs> really, really good book. I read it in about a day. <laughs> cool. Oh, that sounds great. I'll make a note of that then. Because sometimes when you're a runner, you're really into things. You just Sometimes you just want something that's not running, <laughs> don't you, to take your mind off things. Because you can, we can get a bit obsessive, can't we? Um, okay, cool. That's an interesting insight into uh, your life as well as the running. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a couple more questions. Um, what is next for you? Have you got any exciting adventures on the horizon for the spring, summer? Or like... Um, any bucket list races that you really want to do? Like, are you like hiding a secret Barclay Marathons, um, like desire? <laughs> I mean, Barclay, I really want to do because oh, really? I, just because I want to understand like why it's so difficult. Oh, I can understand I why. I just watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, but I think 
because you don't really get to see what the course and the terrain is like like I just want to know why it's so hard because basically you can't finish it and I want to know why you can't finish it so that's kind of why I'm intrigued by that but at the moment I'm training for a race called Canyons 100k which is in three and a half weeks out in America oh cool yeah I DNF'd at that race last year so I'm here to redeem myself this year um I will go to that finish line and then what comrades um ultra in August so that's pretty much this year yeah awesome so you just choose like a couple of big ones each year and and peak throughout the year ah fantastic bit of both yeah and do you ever like because there's lots of really nice multi-day ultras in the uk now like um uh, like the kate rath ultra the dragon's back um and the, there's the northern traverse as well which is like a like a one day thing but it's you know might take a couple of days do you ever fancy doing anything like that or do you prefer to do your own sort of fkt style um runs yeah no i, lo- I love multi-day um racing as well and i'm actually going to go and do ultra x jordan i know it's not in the uk uh, cool. in jordan uh, in october as nice. a bit of a a fun thing to do at the end of the season like i'm not really bothered about racing it but i think it'll be fun to just actually mainly going because you get no phone signal for a week so no one can contact me for a week which wow. i'm gonna enjoy um yeah, that would be fun <laughs> Uh, and you like stay intense with other people and I think it will just be be a really cool thing um, to do so yeah that's the multi-day for this year cool oh it sounds awesome it sounds like you've got a brilliant 2022 ahead of you I nearly said 2021 then where has the time gone um you sound like you've got a brilliant year ahead of you um so uh oh I just read these two comments out and then we should um we could um finish up Chris Williams said after he snapped his cruciate limit ligament his physio told me to do his physio told him to do the standing on one leg thing and although it was hard to start off with now it's second nature to him so I'm guessing he's on his one leg right now Um, I'll be disappointed if you're not doing that right now Chris Um, and then um, uh, uh, Bayveen says uh, that they second the night circus great book so there we go Um, I shall I shall look it up Um, brilliant Um, uh, that is that's really fantastic. Um, how do people find out more about how to get into your SCY club um, and like follow you? How can people follow your progress over the next year and forever more? Yeah, so um, SCY you can just find on my website, which is carlamolinaro.com forward slash SCY, or the info is there. Um, if you want to know if you've got any other questions just ping me an email Um, there's a link on the website where you can do that and then to follow the adventures um, Instagram is probably the best bet put up little videos and stuff on that and that is just Carla Molinaro and I'm dipping my toe into your world of YouTube so I've made my first video this week which was about like the beginning of my canyons um, training which is the race next month and I'm going to do some videos in the lead up to that as well and I think that's just Carla Molinaro on YouTube oh fantastic I'll have to give you a follow on there that's really exciting so is that that's not going to be like exercises and stuff that's like about your personal journey so people can find out more about you as an athlete 
Pardon, what was that? Sorry, um, so, that so the YouTube stuff, that's going to be about your personal journey, um, finding out more about you as yeah. an athlete. Great. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I don't think there's enough um, women runners and women ultra runners on YouTube. So that's fantastic. All the other YouTubers are all guys. So that's fantastic mm. that you're joining us. Yes. Welcome to the yeah. YouTube crew. <laughs> I, yeah, just wanted to it on like what we do for like nutrition and race prep and all of that sort of stuff because I think like I love Instagram because I like the visuals of looking at all the nice pictures but it's often lost you know we put something yeah. up and then it's disappeared or at least on YouTube we can go and if you like something you can go and find it again and yeah yeah it's so a good archive definitely it's a really good archive and then you know like um if you've done something on there you can always tell people if you want to know something google whatever it is plus carla molinaro and then they should come up with it yeah so, yeah hopefully it can add some value to people's training yeah ah yeah. oh, that's very kind of you <laughs> That's cool. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting to us tonight, Carla. I feel like I want to go and do some strength work right now. So I'm going to leave the broadcast and, um, and I don't know, do a few squats and do a few half raises when I'm brushing my teeth tonight. Um, and um, everyone's really enjoyed the chat. I'll just read out one last comment for you here. Um, John Gardner says, good luck at your canyons, Carla. Your strength training will definitely get you to the finish line. Um, he's over in America, so... Um, <laughs> uh, he's very excited about you coming um, but yes thank you so much everybody if you've enjoyed this chat then um, definitely um, go to Carla's YouTube and click the follow button and click like and subscribe and follow her on Instagram and sign up to SCY um, because it just looks fantastic I'm sure you'll see as soon as you go on the website that it's very professionally done and um, it will motivate you for sure um, so thank you so much Carla for coming on it's been great to chat to you tonight um, and I've really enjoyed it Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problems at all. Um, good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Next week, we've got Jasmine Paris coming on. Um, so, if Carla, if you want to ask her anything about the Barclay Marathons, then uh, we'll chat ah. in a moment. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Night, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.